you want your dream to be Build it slow and surely Small beginning, greater end Heartfelt work grows purely If you want to live life free Take your time, go slowly Do few things, but do them well Simple joys are holy Day by day, stone by stone Build your secret slowly Day by day, you'll grow too You'll know heaven's glory Hi, this is David Russell and your faith anew. It's important we begin each of our episodes to seek the will of the one who makes it all possible. And here we take it a giant step further by not only seeking the will of the one, but actually placing the podcast and all words spoken and heard in the will of the one who makes this possible. A subtle addition, but infinitely significant. Therefore, in the will and name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we love you, we adore you, we bless you, and we thank you. Together, in your most perfect will, we place this time together. May it be beneficial for our souls and the souls of all, past, present, and future, that you be glorified and your kingdom may come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen and amen. The Power of Sacrifice Louisa begins today in what she terms the rounds. So I'm going to pull a quote from Be Faithful and Attentive by Robert Hart, which gives us a brief outline of what the rounds is. So, quote, Making rounds is a way of praying that Jesus taught Louisa and through her, all the children of the divine will. In this way of praying, one goes about in everything God has made and done with so much love for creatures in order to love him in return. Every particular act that Almighty God has done, whether in creation, redemption, or sanctification is an act of divine love toward each creature. Therefore, each creature has a debt of love to God for all these multitudinous acts of love. Until this debt of love is paid for each creature, 
the long-awaited kingdom of the divine will will not come. Behold then, the purpose and the importance of frequently praying your rounds. By praying your rounds in the divine will, you are able to return to God divine love, a love that is infinite and eternal, and the only love worthy of him. And by praying them in this divine way, you are enabled to pay this debt of love, not only for yourself, but for everyone that is, for all creatures, past, present, and future, because the divine will, with its power, can multiply your act for as many creatures as will exist throughout time. Therefore, even though all creatures do not pray the rounds, those few that do, can, and must make up for those that do not. This is the great responsibility and privilege of the children of the divine will. Unquote. We are those children of the divine will, if we choose to be. In future episodes, we'll learn and pray the rounds together. This, your faith anew, is a lifetime of discovery and learning. There are a couple of words used in Louise's entry today deserving a definition. The first, prolixius. Prolixius means drawn out over an extended period of time. The word volition. In previous podcasts, I've mentioned this word volition. Volition is the faculty or power of using one's will. And when we use the word volition, we're talking about divine volition, God's very will. Exuberant. And you may already know the definition of exuberant, but the place that it's used is, it's a little unusual in how it's used, but it means lively energy or excitement. There was lively energy or excitement in this particular moment in history and in this particular act that's going to be described. Okay, so let's begin. This is an entry from June 26, 1932, Volume 30. Louisa begins. I was doing my round in the Divine Will to trace everything it has done so as to make its acts my own and to be able to say, I was and I am with you and I do what you do. So what is mine is yours. And what the saints have done by virtue of you is also mine. Because you are the font that spreads everywhere and produces all goods. 
And while I was going around, I reached that point of the history of the world when God asked of Noah the sacrifice of building the ark. And I offered that sacrifice as if it were my own to ask for the kingdom of the divine will upon earth. But while I was doing this, blessed Jesus, making me pause at that moment of history, told me, quote, My daughter, all the good of the history of the world is founded upon the sacrifice that is wanted of creatures by my supreme will. And the greater the sacrifice that we ask of her, the more good we enclose in it. And we ask for these great sacrifices when, because of their sins, they deserve that the world be destroyed, making the new life of creatures come out from within the sacrifice in place of the destruction. Now, you must know that at that point of the history of the world, creatures deserved to exist no more. All should have perished. Noah, by accepting our mandate and by exposing himself to the great sacrifice, and for so many years of building the ark, bought back the world and all the future generations. As he went on sacrificing himself for so prolixious a time of hardships, of toils, of sweat, so did he pour out the coins, not of gold or silver, but of his whole being in act of following our volition. In this way, he put in enough coins to be able to buy back what was about to be destroyed. So, if the world still exists, they owe it to Noah, who with his sacrifices, and by doing our will the way we wanted him to do it, saved man and everything that was to serve man. A prolixious sacrifice, wanted by God, says great things. Universal good. Sweet chain that binds God and men. We ourselves don't feel like escaping from the maze of this chain so long that the creature forms for us by a prolixious sacrifice. On the contrary, it is so sweet and dear to us that we let ourselves be bound by her, and she herself best pleases. Now, by his prolixious sacrifice, Noah bought back the continuation of the human generations. After another length of time of the history of the world, Abraham came. And our volition commanded him 
to sacrifice his own son. This was a hard sacrifice for a poor father. It could be said that God put the man to the test and demanded a proof that was inhuman and almost impossible to execute. But God has the right to ask whatever he wants and any sacrifice he wants. Poor Abraham, he was put in such constraints that his heart bled, and he felt death within himself. And the fatal blow that was to strike over his only son. The sacrifice was exuberant, so much so that our paternal goodness wanted the execution of it, but not the completion. Knowing that he could not have lived, he would have died of grief after an act so harrowing of killing his own son, because it was an act that surpassed the strengths of his nature. But Abraham accepted everything. He was heedless of everything, either of his son or of his very self. While feeling consumed with sorrow in his own son. If our volition, just as it commanded it, had not prevented the fatal act, even though he would have died together with his beloved son, he would still have accomplished the sacrifice wanted by us. Now, this sacrifice wanted by us was great, exuberant and unique in the history of the world. Well then, this very sacrifice elevated him so high that he was constituted by us head and father of the human generations. And by the sacrifice of sacrificing his son, he poured out coins of blood and of intense sorrow to buy back the future Messiah for the Jewish people, and for all. In fact, after the sacrifice of Abraham, we made ourselves heard often in the midst of creatures, that which we did not do before. The sacrifice had the virtue of drawing us closer to them, and we formed the prophets, up to the time when the longed-for Messiah came. Now, after another most extensive length of time, wanting to give the kingdom of our will, we wanted the sacrifice on which to set it, such that, while the earth is flooded by sins, and deserves to be destroyed, the sacrifice of the creature buys it back for us. And with her sacrifice, and in her sacrifice, she calls back the divine will to reign and makes the new life of my volition 
be reborn in the world in the midst of creatures. Here then, I asked for the prolixious sacrifice of your life, sacrificed in a bed. And this was nothing, because other souls have remained in a bed of pain. But it was the new cross, which I have not asked of and given to anyone, that was to form your daily martyrdom. And you know what it is, since many times you have lamented to me about it. Daughter, when I want to give a great good, a new good to creatures, I give new crosses, and I want a new and unique sacrifice. A cross for which the human can give itself no reason. But there is my divine reason that man is obliged to not investigate, but to lower his forehead and adore it. And besides, this was about the kingdom of my will. And my love had to invent and want new crosses and sacrifices never before received to be able to find pretexts, the prop, the strength, sufficient coins, and an extremely long chain to let itself be bound by the creature. And the sure sign when we want to give a great and universal good in the world is to ask of a creature a great sacrifice and prolixity in it. These are the assurances and certainties of the good that we want to give. And when we find one who accepts, we make him a portent of grace. And in his sacrifice, we form the life of that good that we want to give. So, my will wants to form its kingdom in the sacrifice of the creatures. Surround itself with it in order to be secure. And by her sacrifice, undo the human will, and erect its own. And with this, she comes to form many coins of divine light before our divinity to buy back the kingdom of our divine will and give it to the human generations. Therefore, do not be surprised at your long sacrifice and by what we have disposed and do in you. It was necessary to our will. Nor should you be concerned because you do not see and hear in others the effects of your sacrifice. It is necessary that with your sacrifice you make the deed of purchase 
with our divinity. And once you have settled with God, the purchase is assured. In due time, with certainty, the kingdom of the divine volition will have life because the purchase of it was made the sacrifice of one who belongs to the human family. Unquote. Fiat. We that choose to do our little acts in the divine will participate in all that the divinity contains. This is meant for us today. The purchase has been assured through the sacrifices of Louisa in the divine will, and we are the beneficiaries. So what are we to do? Place the sacrifices sent to us in his will and offer them back to God in his will. This is something subtle and hidden given to each of us, but of high spiritual value. In a practical way, how might we do this? Let's say a person offends us. It could be the most minor of offenses. You have a choice of what to do at this point. You could immediately defend yourself, or you could, for love's sake and the advancement of the kingdom, allow the offense Remain present with it. Accept your little discomfort and then consciously give this hurt back to God in the divine will. Now I'm going to share a little secret of mine. Since I am unsure of how to do this well, I ask my mother for help. She is most patient, loving, and awesome. She has always lived her life in the divine will. Never, and even for a moment, did she do her will. Mother Mary, the mother of all, knows just how to place sacrifices and all things, for that matter, in the divine will. She knows just how to present them to her son in a manner most perfect and pleasing to God. So I just give my little acts of sacrifice or acts of any kind to her. She will then make them more attractive than I could have ever done on my own. Does this mean you must ask Mary 
to help you? Absolutely not. You're completely free to offer directly to God. But please try to understand there is supernatural help available to us if we choose to accept it. Perhaps in a future podcast, we can review how to consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary. She has and will play a significant role in the kingdom of the divine will. And I want you to discover it all. In this episode, the sublimeness and power of sacrifice was revealed. How God wants to give a great good and asks for the sacrifice of the creature using the example of Noah, Abraham, and servant of God, Louisa Picaretta. This is meant for our world today. Look at current events and you can see how much we must do. There is few who are paying attention to the heavenly messages given to us. Very few who willingly accept sacrifices in a divine manner. So let us, on their behalf, place our sacrifices in the divine will for the benefit of all and the kingdom of God to reign in our world as it is in heaven. Fiat.